0: What's going on, everybody? DJ Draper here welcoming you to the first episode of the Draper Dialogues in podcast form. We hope you've enjoyed what we've been bringing your way over on the American Wrestling Federation Facebook page. And now just another way to bring you our conversations with some of your favorite AWF superstars. It's really kind of weird because we started the Draper Dialogues... During the very beginning stages of the COVID-19 pandemic, just as a different way to connect with, frankly, wrestling fans in any way we could without the opportunity to be there live, and of course our television show only airing once a week, we thought it would be great to throw up some new content on our Facebook page, and now transitioning into making this an audio-only endeavor here where we can give you the opportunity not just uh, catch the show on the Facebook page. We will certainly continue that. But if you're driving, whether you're during your workday, you just kind of have to have that passive content. Perhaps you're going to the gym and you need something to listen to. Maybe I'm not the right guy to reference that. Uh, Anyway, we're bringing this to you in podcast form. Never, never thought I would be doing this as a podcast. In fact, it wasn't All that long ago, maybe a few months back, that I saw one of the podcast studios in town advertise uh, to businesses, predominantly as their clients, to come on in and tape a podcast. And I just snarkily replied to this, I think it was a sponsored tweet, where I just said, nope, don't encourage people, there are enough podcasts out there already. And what the hell, here we are. Our first episode, of course, is going to be featuring our interview with Downtown Petey Brown, our first guest on the Draper Dialogues that initially aired on our Facebook page. Uh, This was, as I said earlier, just as the COVID-19 pandemic was beginning. We were just brainstorming some ways in which we can connect with our AWF fans, and we had taped uh, some segments for our television show on 45TV, remotely, which is something that came together really, really quickly uh, to be able to do. Uh, I know there were some folks who thought maybe we should uh, violate the stay-at-home order and just come together with a camera and tape some things. We quickly, however, realized that that would be completely irresponsible and setting a bad example. So what we did is we were able to pull Tony DiNucci on for an interview and then pull Downtown Petey Brown in for an interview and we figured, hey, let's just tape something extra for the Facebook page. We didn't even have a name for the program yet at that time. So here we go. Hope you enjoy it. If you have not yet heard my interview from the Draper Dialogues with Downtown Petey Brown. DJ Draper here joined... Hi, downtown, PD Brown, looking to connect with all you wrestling fans during this pandemic, trying to keep everyone here in the loop as to what's going on with the AWF and especially what's going on with our AWF superstars like you, Petey. How are you doing, being all holed up there in Minneapolis right now?
1: Hey, DJ, good to hear from you, man. It's, I'm going a little stir crazy to be honest. No gym, no wrestling, no clubs, no dancing. It's a lot to take on, but, you know, just like Jurassic Park, life finds a way. So doing home workouts, blasting music in my car when I have to do essential, you know, shopping and just, you know, keeping up with friends and family. Um, And of course, playing some WWE 2K so I can still get some work in the ring and watching some old uh, video, doing some tape study. But it's tough. It's tough for all of us. But I'm very proud of everybody who's staying at home, making smart calls, not just for yourself, but everybody here in uh minnesota in the world
0: well i hope no one gets the idea that playing the video games how you're going to make it inside the ring either in the awf or anywhere else but be that as it may we're going to take this as an opportunity to connect on a little more deep level here than we're able to do with our 30 minute television show get to know our superstars a little bit more ask them some questions that we hope you find interesting as we try to all get through this together. Petey, we're going to start out with you. What made you want to be a pro wrestler initially?
1: So initially, and it's funny you mentioned the video game part. Video games got me into professional wrestling. The reason why I am a wrestler, my friend had a GameCube game. It's like WrestleMania 18 or 20, something like that. It was 18, 19, 20. And I thought it was so cool. You're able to create yourself, you know, use whatever outfit you wanted to wear, whatever finishing move, you could come out to any song you wanted on the game. It was so cool. And I wanted to know who I was fighting. I wanted to know this guy in jorts. Why is he wearing jorts and why, you know, what's his story? Or a guy with frizzy hair who always bit his thumb. I was like, wow, who are these guys? So I started to watch Monday Night Raw first uh, with uh, my best friend at the time. Uh, we watched, uh, it, was, it was in between WrestleMania 20 and 21, once I started watching, I saw John Cena, that Doctor of Economics character, and I was hooked. So video games are actually the reason why I wanted to become a wrestler.
0: Trying to think back, I want to say it was the WrestleMania on the NES was my first recollection of a wrestling video game. I think there were six guys, and Andre the Giant was one of them at that point, if that tells you how far we have come uh, in just the realism, I guess, in those games and we know that a lot of our AWF fans enjoy them. Uh, PD. when it comes to go beyond the, the video games, how'd you get started in the sport of professional wrestling itself?
1: So I was always into wrestling since I started. Um, so I was always a one-track mind. Uh, was how do I get better at being a wrestler? How do I get to my dream? How do I get in the ring? Um, I did a little bit of wrestling in high school, uh, Cannon Falls High School. Uh, went to college. Dream kind of went on hold, but I always tried to develop my character. I actually got the name Downtown Petey Brown from my DJ name. I DJed in college as DJ Downtown Petey Brown. So that's Uh, not
0: just a gimmick, huh?
1: No, not a gimmick. So I've been Downtown Petey Brown for a while. Uh, I got it from my dad. He called me Downtown Petey Brown. Probably got it from Downtown Julie Brown, the MTV uh, video DJ. I'm sure there was a connection there. Um, But, yeah, after college – did a couple of years of work thought you know I can't let this dream pass me by I started training with the primetime wrestling camp uh which was an old company that is no not too old but a couple of years old mm-hmm. uh, no longer a business here in Minnesota um but had a great training camp there was trained by uh Billy Blaze and Greg McDonald but not just by them they were great for teaching me a great base you know character work but uh, some of the best people from Minnesota came in. Uh, we'd Craven Knight helped train me. Super Thunderfrog. Darren Corbin came in. Uh, Ari D'Avari came in multiple times. It was actually very cool to train with him as he was getting ready for his tryout before the Cruiserweight Classic. Uh, so I was able to get a great uh, base knowledge uh, learning from you know some of the best people, uh, some of the best wrestlers in Minnesota. Uh, then I went on to uh, the Academy. Um, went there for you know half a year, close to a year, I think over a year sporadically. Sadly I did have some injuries, you know, between that time, so I did split up some of my training. Um, but you know, went to great seminars. That was one thing I really liked about the academy. Um, they brought in, you know, great minds for you to, you know, even if you just get one nugget of information. Uh like Colt Cabana, who's you know, one of my personal top five favorite wrestlers with his comedic wrestling, his great character work. Uh, they brought in Shelton Benjamin, who actually wrestled at the University of Minnesota. They brought in, you know, the D-Generation X member and an NWO member uh, in X-Pac, uh, Sean Wallman. That was very cool. So um, then I'm constantly training, um, you know, whether it be, you know, in the gym to get bigger, to get more flexible and always watching footage, not only my footage to see what I did wrong, what I did right. Um, but, you know, just watching, you know, not just WWE, but AEW, New Japan, um, independent wrestling, just to see, you know, what I can add to my arsenal to be a more dangerous wrestler and just be more entertaining for the fans.
0: That's a broad base of knowledge from which to learn. All those guys that you mentioned that were instrumental in your training, uh, just going beyond the actual training and getting you up and running and learning uh, how to be a mechanic inside the ring. You mentioned John Cena as an influence Earlier, uh, who are some of the other guys that uh, you had looked up to? Uh, maybe not to emulate necessarily, but to maybe grab some things from here and there to influence you as a, a professional wrestler.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Cole Cabana is, is a huge one. Um, I, I think something he said in his podcast, which that helped me get into wrestling too, just learning kind of the inside, uh, you know, talking of the industry uh, with his great interviews but also just learning you know, how entertaining it is and just being, being a wrestler that I want to be a wrestler that if I was a fan in the seats that I would want to see. So seeing that comedic style, you know, being able to play mind games with their opponent, kind of, you know, catch them off guard with uh, some humor uh, with me with some dancing, uh, which isn't great dancing. So that's why I get the humor. Um, so he was a huge influence to me. Um, I definitely picked a lot of things from him. Uh, Zach Ryder, which sadly he was cut this week uh, or last week from WWE, but I know he'll do great things. Uh, he's got great character work. And uh, when I, when it came out, I'm afraid to say, I was a huge Jersey Shore fan. And that helped kind of add to my, you know, my
0: character.
1: Yeah. And then I went into DJing. I'm the, I'm the worst kind of person. I'm, I'm the worst. I'm uh, one of those guys who was fist pumping, wearing those, uh, uh, you know, wife beaters, those tank tops. <laughs> so Zack Ryder, I feel like Zack Ryder blended from that to create his, uh, you know, Long Island Ice Z character. Uh, and the fist-pumping, the woo-woo-woo. So he definitely was a huge influence. Um, obviously, I'm not even close to, to candle to him, but Shawn Michaels, seeing his smoothness in the ring, his great psychology, and just you know, watching some of the old-school you know, wrestlers like you know, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Macho Man Randy Savage. It seems – I feel like if kids watch him nowadays, it might be too slow for them, but when he can really sit down and appreciate how much psychology went into everything, how every single movement counted – uh, made you know, even like it made just a simple chop like Ric Flair. You know, a, a whole arena erupted just to hear his chop. It was something that simple, but that how well he placed it in the match and how he used it to take apart his opponent was, you know, just great tape study that I still try to use and get influence on uh, to this day.
0: Well, I would certainly hope that folks aren't watching Shawn Michaels matches and thinking that they're too slow at this point. If that's the case, then damn, have I gotten old. Uh, anyway, uh, earlier you mentioned, uh, some of the setbacks that you had. We know that I believe it was 2019. You were on the injured list quite a long time there with that injury You've bounced back. Uh, talk about some of the moments that have made you proud to be a wrestler here in your, uh, you know, relatively short time in the sport.
1: Yeah. Um, I would definitely say just the injuries, they, they were terrible, um, you know, I'm not the biggest guy, uh, working on that definitely, but I broke my ribs. I came back too early. I broke my ribs again or fractured my ribs. Um, cause I just wanted to be in the ring. It's what I love to do. I love to be in front of the fans. i love to be in front of the PD party. Um, uh, and wrestling is what I love to do. So, um, and not only had that injury, I took a monkey flip, landed on my ankle, uh, and shattered my ankle. Not only that, uh, but I had an infection in my ankle. Um, so it was just, it was, it was a tough time all cleared ankle works fine. No metal in me, no infection anymore. Um, but I'd say my proudest moment is I feel like a lot of people would quit with the injuries that I had and would give up, would be too scared to do it or just think it's not worth the trouble or not worth the risk. But I love wrestling so much that I will do anything no matter what injury um, Theoretically, you know, depends on the injury, but most injuries, you know, I'm going to be back in the ring. just a matter of time. So I'd say, my, one of my most proud moments was to, you know, come back from injury. But in the ring, on a, more, on a lighter note, um, it's, it's been a lot of fun to, you know, help people. Um, being able to, you know, see people grow. Minnesota, from where I started to where it is now, it's a completely different state for pro wrestling. And it's exciting to see, you know, where it's going and the futures of, you know, the wrestlers. So being able to share the ring with people who I respect and people who I know love this as much as I do. Um, it's great to share the ring and you know, just build great stories uh, with them, put on great matches to entertain all you guys.
0: Petey, looking at the viewpoint here of where we are uh, right now at the AWF, we know that there is definitely room for you and our others on the roster here to go up. Uh, do you have any dream matches, any opponents that you'd really like to get in the ring with at really any level right now?
1: Yeah, I've, I've been lucky to wrestle a lot of people who I've wanted to wrestle in the area. Obviously, with all the WWE cuts going on, I'd love to wrestle Zack Ryder if that was possible at ever, or wrestle with or against Cole Cabana. That's always been a dream, day one. Um, but in the area, uh, some matches that are more likely to happen. Um, you know what? I, I've been an AWF. I've been a loyal AWF guy for years. Um, I've never received an AWF championship match hmm and uh jdx and i uh we're really good friends inside outside the ring uh would love to you know give him a shot you know I, i'd definitely be an underdog jdx is you know athletically gifted he's a cut above athletic wise in me but i always get up he hasn't gone through the injuries that i have and i believe that i could definitely push him to the limit and who knows maybe i could be at the top of the ladder but i i, th- I feel like i am owed an awf tv title match at the very least last time i faced Nick Nelson. Uh, he used his bodyguard, of course, to find a way. Yep, always. It, it's like clockwork. And I maybe I should have prepared better. But he found a way to beat me uh, using uh some underhanded tactics. So at least that TV title rematch against Nick Nelson. Faced him many times, but I want my TV title back now that the system's finally gone and I can finally get the title matches. But I would love to wrestle uh JDX. You know, we wrestled we wrestled each other at the beginning of his career, uh, but he definitely surpassed me, you know where where we were equals then, I feel like he definitely surpassed me. I love that challenge. If you will face the AWF champion.
0: Well, we don't quite know when it's going to be when we can get AWF live events again. And that's what really kind of sucks about this because you just mentioned a match that I'd really love to, as a wrestling fan, watch you going up against someone as accomplished as JDX inside the ring. And we might need to bring him on the AWF Facebook page as well to see uh, what he might have when it comes to thoughts about putting that title on the line. And we don't know if it'll be next month. We don't know if it'll be this summer or even this fall. But uh, you got to imagine that he would be a fighting champion and willing to go toe-to-toe with you. Petey, one more question before we wrap this up here. Uh, you mentioned a couple of your dream opponents. You mentioned wanting to get a shot at that AWF heavyweight championship potentially down the line. What are some of your overall goals that you'd like to accomplish as a professional wrestler? Looking to see uh, all that you have ahead of you here, uh, if you keep this up, uh, not just in AWF, but potentially uh, at other levels, uh, either here in the state of Minnesota, in the United States, or across the globe. Petey, what do you look to accomplish here, uh, looking forward here in your career?
1: Well, I'd love to continue to stay healthy, as hopeful as I am, uh, because those injuries are not fun whatsoever. But I would love to make a living from pro wrestling. I love It's, it's what I love most in this world uh, as a career-wise. Um, would, would love to be able to, you know, my nine to five, that's wrestling. I'm always building towards wrestling. Um, that, that'd be a dream. Uh, whether that be with, you know, AEW or WWE. Whether that, you know, even be in the ring or maybe even in the office. Um, you know, working in the marketing department or sales department. Um, just to be involved in pro wrestling, uh, full-time would be a dream of mine. But I would love to travel. I'd love to wrestle in every single state i love to wrestle for huge companies like Ring of Honor, uh, again, WWE, uh, AEW, even New Japan. It'd be great to travel. um, You know, some of the guys like Levy Cruz, Airwolf, Angel Dorado, Riley Jackson, Rover in uh, the UK or England now, um, you know, on a month of wrestling. I think that'd be great. That'd be so much fun. So just continue to wrestle more places and continue to develop my character, continue to develop uh, my moves in the ring, you know, and just be better. It's time to my last match.
0: All right, PD, we missed seeing you inside the ring, and I know I'm not alone when I say that. Love to just thinking about you getting in there with JDX. I know it would be a sellout anywhere, hopefully a sellout anywhere, and hopefully we can (laughs) get back to matches. Again, back to getting this live product out in front of the crowd. We hope people enjoy uh, what we're doing here on Facebook page. We hope to have other AWF superstars have the opportunity to sit down, learn a little bit more about them. And we hope to be back with AWF live events here. Petey, uh, any closing words for us?
1: Just thank you guys for all your support. Um, hope you guys are all well. And the PD party will rise again. AWF will happen again. Um, I'm just excited for it to happen, but you know what? We have to be responsible. We have to wait until uh, this whole thing passes. It's not fun for any of us. Uh, it's tough. Uh, but if you guys ever need to talk to anybody, um, you know, feel free to talk to me, talk to your fa- friends, family. We're all in this together, and we're all going to make it through together. Um, and wrestling's going to be on the other side, so we have something to look forward to. But stay safe, everybody.
0: Well, there it is, my interview with downtown Pete Brown from our Draper Dialogues program on the American Wrestling Federation Facebook page. As you could probably tell, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic just in its infancy, we weren't really sure how long this was going to affect us, when or if we would return to how things were. And uh, fast-forwarding about six weeks later, and we still haven't fully gotten there, quite frankly. We still don't know when we're going to be able to bring live AWF shows yet again So we appreciate you hanging with us nonetheless, and we hope that you'll join us on our next episode here of the Draper Dialogues podcast, where we're going to be bringing you my interview with still, of course, our AWF heavyweight champion, the real McCoy, JDX, who, as we know, hasn't had the opportunity to defend that title yet, but we get to know some of his inspirations and some of his background In this sport, I really enjoyed that interview. I enjoy the fact that we not only have JDX on our roster in the AWF, but that he is indeed our heavyweight champion. Be sure to leave us some feedback. Uh, Be sure to give us that five star review if you don't mind. Drop a review in there. I know that'll help us. Gain some new listeners. And uh, if you want to connect with me, I am at DJ Danielson on Twitter. And of course, you can like the AWF Facebook page, slash pro AWF. We're going to be bringing you another episode of these every two or three days until we get fully caught up with our full allotment of episodes that we have. And then from there on out, we will drop the podcast form a day or two after we get it up on our facebook page again hope everyone's doing well hope you're safe i know uh we started this whole endeavor on the facebook page at the start of a pandemic and right now unfortunately a lot of our communities are are hurting with some of the recent uh current events uh, and we certainly want to extend our wishes to everyone affected throughout the state of minnesota quite frankly by these um horrific events Uh, again thanks for being with us and we hope you to see you next time here on the Draper Dialogue. So long, everyone.